it really opens up this opportunity as a woman with a cycle to be really empowered with your energy and, you know, where you're putting it, how you're being productive. And it's a really empowering tool to know about yourself, to have this extra like inner confidence in knowing where you're at. Hello, my gorgeous, confident queens, kings, and monarchs out there. This is your confident mama out here ready for season two of getting to share some incredible interviews to help us all live our best, most confident lives as parents, partners, and business owners. Let's get going. Good afternoon, Caitlin. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I was just telling her before we hopped on, she just like happened to follow me on uh, Instagram after hearing me on the Cycle Chats podcast. Um, And it kind of led us to each other. And I was scrolling through her Instagram and she has amazing content. So I'm super excited to have you on. Yay. I'm so excited to talk uh, cycle syncing, hormones, Pilates, all of it. All of it. I love it. So do you want to just get us started out by introducing yourself and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Caitlin Sullivan. I am based in Southern California. Um, I've lived in San Diego for about six or seven years, but I just recently moved to Oceanside. So I'm living like suburban life these days. Um, And I am a certified Pilates instructor and hormone health coach. So I transitioned into teaching Pilates after um, retiring from my career in ballet. Um, So it was kind of like this segue into movement. And I, through my own healing journey, was like really pursuing a lot of like holistic modalities and eventually became uh, a hormone, a health coach, and then a hormone health coach, um, really to work on healing my own body and symptoms and things that I was going on. But as I was going through it, I saw all these connections and things that I never knew about myself. And so that's kind of what led me to then combine those things into what I call the spring to life method, which is a combination of cycle syncing, hormonal balance, Pilates based workouts and lifestyle. That's so cool. I I can't imagine like, well, I can kind of imagine because I was a college cheerleader, but like ballet has got to be so hard on your body. Like I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was really physically demanding. Um, I definitely, that was part of the reason I pursued Pilates because it wasn't really something that I did while I was dancing. I kind of started to dabble in it, but once I stopped dancing, I had all of this pain and inflammation in my body and these chronic injuries that I had been kind of just like working through and pushing down for so many years came out in like full force. And I I had trouble with like, I was waiting tables and like bartending at the time on the side. I had trouble carrying trays and drinks. I had, I couldn't keep both my hands on the steering wheel at one point. That was like the worst, like my back was so weak. So, um, something pushed me into Pilates. So that was kind of (laughs) where I started this whole journey. Wow. That's crazy. I can't even imagine, like you can't even hold on to the steering wheel with two hands because it was that bad. Yeah. It was just like so fatigued. And I mean, coming from someone that spent hours a day in the studio rehearsing and performing and, you know, holding my arms up in the air. It was a really like to be in my mid twenties and be like, I can't like hold my arms up anymore. It was a really crazy feeling. So I was like, all right, I need to do something about this. 
Right. No kidding. So then how did you move from like the Pilates into like the hormones and cycle like kind of stuff? So I did my Pilates certification. I ended up doing like two different certifications because I was trying to find like really what was going to help me, my body. So I ended up doing a little bit of searching until I found what I was looking for. Um, so I felt like I was on a good path and like feeling physically pretty good. Um, but then all of these other, I started noticing, like, I'm like always getting sick. I'm always like dealing with a yeast infection. I have really bad migraines that are like putting me out, you know, a couple times a month and like just all of these different symptoms. And it kind of, um, started to come to a head. Like I got really, really burnt out and drained. And that was when I was like, all right, I really need to take a look at what's going on because I thought that I was pretty healthy up until then. Like I considered myself healthy as a dancer and I know like it was physically demanding, but also like mentally, emotionally (laughs) draining and demanding as well. So I realized that I had, um, you know, I didn't have an eating disorder, but maybe had disordered thoughts about eating. And I had really negative body image and all of these things. And I had been getting kind of nudged for a while because I was dealing, I'd been dealing with like adult onset hormonal acne, which I had never like dealt with anything like that before. So I was like, I don't know what to do with my skin. So I was kind of searching for answers for that. And I was getting this nudge that maybe my hormonal IUD was not the best thing for me. So I've tried to do as much work as I could, um, just kind of holistically getting healthy, trying to reduce symptoms. And I did a lot, but it wasn't until I finally was ready to like rip that bandaid off and get rid of the hormonal IUD and really go on that journey of healing my hormones that I was like, Oh my gosh, there's this whole world of, you know, our menstrual cycle that I didn't know about that nobody taught me about. And I felt a little bit of a disservice at the time. Cause I was like, how did I go, you know, 27 years, not knowing this about my body. And then I was like, all right, well, I need to figure it out and then be able to share it with other people because we need to know about this. And that's what I was going to say is like, I was looking through like some of your content and like, I'm a woman who's 26 years old, have been having like my period and stuff since I was, you know, 15 or 16. And I know nothing about any of this. So I've got to think that other people are in that same place, which is why I was like, I gotta have her on and learn more about this. So tell me a little bit about like the... I I know you talk a lot about like the phases of our cycle and stuff. So how does that all work? What does it all mean? I know nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like completely starting at square one because I mean, I've had, like I said, negative body image. I honestly did never want to even think about having my period. Like if it didn't show up, I was like something cool. I don't have to think about which now I'm like, wow, that was a really toxic way (laughs) to think about your body. But um, then I was, you know, I would think, okay, we've got a period or we're not on our period. And like, it's like, Ooh, we'll see when it comes next. Um, so the first like, Whoa, light bulb thing to learn is that there's actually four phases of our cycle and it starts with your period. So there's, there's a couple different ways that you can talk about it and like kind of relate it to other things. So I'll, I'll name the phases and then I'll give you the things that they kind of correlate to, cause it's a nice point of reference when you're starting to learn. So, um, your cycle starts day one on the first day of your period or the first day of your bleed. So that's, if you're going to start counting, that is day one. 
So you have your menstrual phase. And if you think about the seasons, the menstrual phase correlates with winter. So it's kind of like hibernation. It's when you're kind of going inward, maybe not being as social. Um, so you can correlate it with seasons or with the moon. So if you're going with the moon, then it's the new moon when the sky is darkest. Um, so you start counting on day one of your period. And once your bleed ends, that is when you enter your follicular phase, which then you're just going through the season. So from winter, you move into spring and you can start to think about like the characteristics of those seasons. When spring emerges, there's like budding flowers. You're maybe feeling a little more energized. Um, maybe your taste buds change a little bit. Your energy changes, what you want to do, who you want to be around changes. Um, and then you move into, so that's about say like a 10 to 12 day window, depending on how long your cycle is. And then between your follicular phase and the next phase, we have ovulation, which is that window when you can actually get pregnant. So that was like second myth buster that you can get pregnant, like any day of your cycle. Right. <laughs> so that's just fear mongering. There's only like three to five days of your cycle that you can get pregnant during that ovulatory window. And you can tell this, like, I really like to think of it as summer energy. Cause I mean, I love summertime. I love being in the heat and you kind of get that feeling of like a little frisky, a little more sassy, more confident. Um, you have the most amount of energy, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And there's, there's a purpose for that. So now we've made it from the new moon on your period to the full moon without ovulation. And that's literally like nature's way of telling you, like, this is time to make a baby. If you're going to make a baby or don't make a baby, if you don't want to make a baby right now. Um, so you, you look for those signs of like how you're feeling of your energy and that, and also the fertile mucus is the biggest indicator there. So you'll probably like recognize thinking back, like, oh, I had, like, I was feeling really good. I was feeling really social. I made all these plans. And then like the next week or two comes when those plans are meant to be. And it's like the last thing that you want to do. <laughs> and so that's because you've moved out of summer and into autumn or your luteal phase. And so this is about the two weeks before your period. And usually like the first week, you'll still feel pretty energized, um, maybe getting a lot of stuff done. And then you start to kind of taper off as you approach your period. So we have got the menstrual cycle, the menstrual phase, the follicular ovulatory and luteal phase. And then that's winter, spring, summer, fall, new moon, waxing, full moon and waning moon. So there's lots of different ways to think about it. And I like to talk about all of them because I think that different people connect um, with the different um, phases, but that's kind of like the basics. So what questions, I feel like questions always come up after that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really interesting. The only things that I ever knew about was like, obviously your cycle and then ovulation because of like trying to get pregnant and stuff like that, which also never talked about until, you know, I was actually trying to get pregnant. Um, so I didn't even realize that there were the two other phases, but it makes sense. Like the way that you feel throughout the months definitely correlates with that. And I definitely can tell in those moments when I have more energy and stuff, mm -hmm. like just that kind of in between, you know, my period and ovulation, like I'm definitely like feeling better. Um, so I guess my question for you is like, how can we use this knowledge to actually like, go about the way that we're doing work or our lives or whatever a little bit differently to be more in tune with 
stuff and how it can like impact the other areas of our life. Yeah. I think that that's like the coolest part about this. So when I like learn this and like recognize this, it was, um, a kind of a validating feeling, not that we need validation, but it, you start, I think you can start to feel a little bit crazy sometimes when you're like, well, I felt great the other day and I could do all of this stuff. And then you show up for the same task on a different day. And you're like, just not feeling it, not in my capabilities of like doing this today. It could be like anything, fitness, work, social. Um, so when you start to, you know, recognize the traits and like how it manifests in your body throughout your cycle, then you can start to sync different activities. So, um, if you start with the menstrual phase, um, that like, I like to think of it as like hibernation. So socially, you're probably not like, you're probably gonna feel more inward. You don't want to make like big plans. Cause it's going to be like a really big kind of stretch for you to put yourself out there, unless you feel really inclined to do it. But I like to think of it as kind of hibernating going inward. This is a good time to like take inventory on your past month. And like, if something was like really not working or not fitting into your schedule, maybe it's time to take that out and like say, okay, I'm done with that. And then, you know, looking forward at the next month, like, what do you want to make happen? Um, just kind of thinking about those things, but you, you're not necessarily taking any action. And then as far as like fitness, this is a really good time to just lay low and not push yourself. I've um, taught workshops on this a few times. And people are like, I always hear that, like, it's good to exercise during your period to, you know, get rid of cramps or whatever. And if that makes you feel good, then that's awesome. But it's really not necessary. There's a lot going on internally in your body. So actually giving yourself rest is going to allow you to heal and allow that inflammation to come down a lot faster than aggravating it. So it's just, I like to, I am my, perspective on my period has flipped so much in the last couple of years that I almost look forward to that. Like for me, like three day window of the month where I'm like, Oh, it's just like me time. Like, I don't really have to worry about anything else or like doing anything else it's like hibernation window. And then once you come out of that, it's like this, the sprouts coming up in spring and you get this energy. So it's a good time for work or, you know, just life planning to make decisions, to plan things out. Like I was in my follicular phase last week and I planned my whole month of content for Instagram um, and like do my calendars and setting dates and stuff. So it's a really good time to do that kind of stuff to start to do more higher intensity workouts, um, building in more cardio, trying something new. This is a good time to like take yourself on a date or like go to a different class. And then once you move into that short little ovulatory window, like this is the most fun when you want to do like a dance cardio class or like Zumba or like something high intensity, a HIIT workout, a boot camp workout, if that's your kind of thing. Um, if you're looking at professionally, this is a great time to give presentations, to schedule your interviews, to kind of like go for that, like big, whatever the thing is you're after, that is like the time that you want to try to do it. So like I'm approaching ovulation now. So when I had the opportunity to schedule this, uh, interview, I was like, oh, that's the perfect time for me. <laughs> you also feel a little bit more, um, like, um, uh, articulates or a little more talkative. I was going to say loquacious. Not sure if that's, um, <laughs> maybe just for me. Um, and then what, after that window is over, then you move into your luteal phase. And 
I always know I'm in this phase because I want to start like organizing my house, like cleaning out a pantry or emptying my inbox or reorganizing my Spotify or something like your, your brain actually like kind of shifts, like what it's focus is good at. So luteal phase is good for like wrapping things up, reorganizing, you start to, um, your intuitive sense might open up a little bit more during this time as you approach your period. Cause it's kind of like, if you're into a little woo, like your, your portal is opening up a little bit. So it's a good time to also like think about that stuff. So throughout that, you can also like weave in like your manifestation practices or your journaling practices and really kind of try to align it with where your energy is at through your cycle. There's so many layers. I was just rambling, but <laughs> we like the woo-woo around here. We've had oh, good, good. manifestation <laughs> practices. We've had sound baths. We've had hypnotherapy. We, we like the woo-woo. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. I'm in the right place. <laughs> yes. You're in the right place. That's so cool. Well, and I love that you talk about like, um, how your confidence kind of changes and shifts and maybe it's not like you have necessarily more confidence in one area but the type of confidence and the way that it shows up is shifting throughout it that's so cool yeah I think that actually the way that you said that is a really good way to think about it because it it's it's really true and if you think about kind of as I just described it, your priorities of what you want to do kind of shift throughout. So maybe during like your late luteal phase and your menstrual phase, you don't want to be like forward facing. You don't want to be out in the public. So you can feel confident, like being at home and doing the work or, you know, internally, whatever it is doing those things, like not in the public eye. And then when you're ready to go back out, then you feel confident and not that you have to like for me personally, like I get on my Instagram stories a lot of times, like once I get into my luteal phase, I'm like, okay, I'm like probably not going to talk on my stories for the next week or so. Cause I really just don't feel like it. <laughs> like I'll open it up. Cause I'm like, Oh, I need to like say something. I'm like, Oh, I don't feel like talking on here. So I was like post pictures. And then when I feel ready to like engage that way again, then I'll open that back up. Um, but for me, it, it almost felt like permission to like ease into those things a little bit. And like, no, obviously you don't need permission to do those kinds of things, but like understanding that that is actually, your body is actually changing that much throughout the month, your hormones, your energy, your, you know, mental focus is fluctuating and to go with it rather than against it. Mm -hmm. I think that's super cool and super important. Cause I definitely feel like you know, one week I'll be like super on top of everything and like getting a million things done. And then the very next week I'm like, I honestly don't want to do shit right now. And then I'm like so hard on myself because I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Why don't I like have the energy to get this done or whatever? So it definitely gives me more understanding and more compassion towards myself in those different times. Yeah, absolutely. The compassion piece is huge because, um, you know, before I started this journey, I was, like I said, I was really burnt out. And I think, especially for moms, you're the, the mompreneur podcast, right? You're, you have so many responsibilities outside of yourself. So finding ways to like organize things in your life so that they're happening at times when you want to do them can be so it's just, it makes things a little easier. It helps you like get into your groove. And I, I'm a firm believer that if you 
really are applying cycle singing to your life, it's really hard to actually burn yourself out again, because you're really listening to what your body is telling you. And, you know, there's a give and take with that. Obviously there's going to be times when you just got to get shit done, um, no matter what <laughs> it's that, you know, for me, like cycle syncing is like what I teach about what my business is about, but I'm constantly working on ways to apply it and stick with it in my life because the, the hustle culture and that urge to like constantly be doing more, you know, no matter what you're responsible for is always there. So I'm like, all right, am I using my energy productively right now? Or should I save this task for another time? Should I, you know, can I start to organize these things? So I think it's like a big learning process and really individual and personal too. Oh, absolutely. Um, so my question for you, I know you said you kind of like plan out your months, like around like these different parts of your cycle, right? So how do you go about like tracking it and figuring out when those different pieces are? Like do you have like an app you use or something like that? Yeah, there are lots of different apps you can use. Um, like there's my flow app. I used to use Thermometer. Um, I personally really like manually journaling as part of like the spring to life method that journaling, a journaling practice is a huge part of it. Um, I like to have the secondary, um, tracker in the phone, but for the way that I'm looking at this cycle is we're trying to build a relationship with it so that we can live in alignment with the cycle, with the flow. And uh, for me, I found when I was using an app that it was really easy to just like type in the day that I got my period, you know, add in if you had intercourse or, you know, hopefully track some cervical mucus, but it wasn't, I wasn't really connecting with it. And so with the journaling practice that I've implemented in the Springs Life Method, you're tracking your cycle day manually, you're checking in with your cervical mucus, you're checking in with your symptoms and like your energy and your mood daily. And I feel like when you have to write something down, you have to really take a second and think about it. Um, and I would love this to be a daily practice, but it's not always a daily practice for me. The reason, the second reason that I like manually tracking is that I also use it as, um, like a mental health, you know, tool, because I'm either doing a brain dump or writing a gratitude list, or maybe like a manifestation list, whatever kind of I'm in the mood for, I have time for when I'm sitting down with my journal. So I found that it just brings me a little bit more connected, um, to my tracking, to my cycle, and then also having that outlet to clear my head out hopefully once a day. Um, but that being said, I know that's not for everybody. So the, the apps are great. It's just good to know that an app cannot predict ovulation. So we always have to be on the lookout for those symptoms or those signs. If you are using your cycle tracking as a means of like fertility awareness. Um, but if you're simply tracking just so that you can know, then it's not as important. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and we love journal practices around here. We love journaling. And I think it's good to like, not only just like put it in there, but also like connect to, okay, this is how I'm actually feeling. Cause like mm -hmm. you said, it can differ between different people on how they feel like you can generally like figure out, but I think it's going to differ from person to person. So if you get to know yourself more, you can 
like do even more like within those areas. So I think that's super important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's a just the golden nugget of it. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So, and I know you brought up earlier that like your hormonal IUD was kind of an issue for you. So how does like an IUD or if you're on birth control or anything like that kind of impact all of this? So, okay. So first, first off, if you have, if you're on hormonal birth control, you're not experiencing the same hormonal fluctuation. So you're not necessarily going through those seasons internally every month because you're getting, um, synthetic hormones and your period is a withdrawal bleed. It's not an actual period. So I think even if you are on hormonal birth control, I think cycle syncing is a good idea because hopefully you're not going to be on it forever. Um, and eventually you're going to want to come off of it. And it's, it's good to know where, you know, just be rec- be able to recognize what's going on in your body. Um, if you are looking to get off hormonal birth control, it's excellent because then you're already starting to set that in motion and get yourself regulated so that when you do get it removed or stop taking the pill, it's going to be easier to track. And then if you want to get off, obviously, and then if you want to get off hormonal birth control, there are other options besides just using the fertility awareness method, which is just tracking your cervical mucus and your cervical position. Um, I personally have the copper IUD and I think, um, it's a, it's actually funny because probably almost 10 years ago, I went in for an appointment to get the copper IUD and got talked out of it by the nurses because they said it was gonna make my periods awful. Um, so I ended up getting a hormonal IUD, which I had for five years. And I always describe it as a, like a slow slide into the eventual like symptoms that I had, because I know I'm not bashing hormonal, hormonal birth control, because it works for a lot of people and it's the time and the place. Um, but you know, it really messes with your gut health, which affects your immunity and just overall. So for me, a lot of the symptoms that I was experiencing was overlap with burnout, but because of the, the birth control, the yeast infections, the UTIs, the migraines, the bloating, I just, I would look in the mirror for a really long time and just couldn't recognize myself in the mirror. Cause I was just like, it just doesn't quite look like my face. <laughs> um, and when I finally got rid of the birth control, I was like, oh, I, wow. It was amazing how quickly I felt. I was like, oh, this is what I feel like. I was like for five years, I've been not feeling this way. Um, but you know, there's a, a time and a place for everyone. So I think I answered your question. You're not going through the seasons if you have hormonal birth control, <laughs> but there are ways to come up via not on hormonal birth control um, and still have the protection. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Um, well, perfect. Did you have any final kind of tips, tricks, tools, anything like that on how kind of all of this hormonal and cycle sinking kind of stuff can help um, us in our lives? Yeah, I think it's like, it sounds really overwhelming at first. I know it took me a while, like I, for the first six months, probably I was like constantly referencing like books and stuff. Like, where am I? What am I doing? What should I be eating? Um, but it sounds overwhelming, but it's really not like it's literally your body and the way that your body works. So 
um, it's just a really, it's, it's hard for me to describe even now. It's been a couple of years, um, but it's, I literally, I think of my life in terms of my cycle and where I'm going to be at and how am I going to be most effective at doing these different things when it comes to like my social life and my career. Um, not that you have to be super strict about it, but it really opens up this opportunity as a woman with a cycle to just like be really empowered with your energy and, you know, where you're putting it, how you're being productive. And I just, I think it's a really empowering tool to know about yourself, to have this extra like inner confidence in knowing where you're at. Um, so I I feel like it's just like this life tool. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I think it's super cool because it it, it does like you can use it in so many different areas of your life. And Mm -hmm. like you said, if you do it right and you get really good at recognizing those bits and pieces of yourself, like it can literally shift the entire way that we're thinking about, you know, the way that we're putting together our months and stuff like that. So I think it's super cool. Yeah. It's just uh, tuning in to our bodies. Yeah. We love that. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us. Do you want to tell us where we can find you, um, kind of all the things that you've got going on, all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm most active on Instagram um, and TikTok lately, um, both of them at Spring to Life Method. And then I have a membership website, which you can access through my links on my um, social media, where you can get access to my full um, Pilates based video library. And then I've been expanding the product with cycle syncing guides, low tox lifestyle advice, um, journaling, what else do we have in there? And then gut health. So I kind of mentioned it a couple of times, but gut health is really where all this starts. So if somebody is out there looking like, Oh, I want to, you want to start cycle syncing, You want to start taking control of these symptoms that you're having starting with your gut health is really important. So, um, I have a full gut health reset and I'm going to be launching a live three-day reset. That's completely free on the 21st of June. So with the summer solstice. So if anybody is looking to dip their toes in and see if this is right for them, that would be a great time to join me. You can just find me on Instagram, send me a DM and see if it's right. Perfect. That sounds great. Well, we'll definitely check you out. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thank you. Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.